Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you closer to the action. My name is Roxy, and today I'm joined by my fellow host, Jay and Amber. Hi. And our special guest, Clinton Wilder. Hi, how's it going? To keep up with all of our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Craze Magazine and YouTube The Craze. We have another guest for today. His name is Mr. Clinton Wilder. I actually, um, before we get into it, I met him two years ago at KCON LA. Really, really great dancer. He's a YouTuber and he's a huge girl group stand, but I'm not going to drag this out any much longer. Clinton, thank you for being here on um, on this episode of the podcast of the Craze Cast. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hi guys, thank you. Thank you, Jay, for that intro. It was so lovely meeting you two years ago. KCON has always been a great space for meeting others who are just as crazy about K-pop as you are. So <laughs> it was really great getting to meet you and getting to know you and see you just like geek out over like some of the groups that were there because I was like, cool, I'm not alone. <laughs> but it's just, it's nice uh, to be here. Thank you guys for the opportunity. Um, I am a YouTuber slash dancer. Um, I've been doing YouTube since 2012 and I got into K-pop around 2010 because of Gross Generation. Uh, setting was my bias. <laughs> and I got into dancing not too long after that and it's just been like a spiral. Every comeback I have to like keep tuned and I always keep watch for like, okay, you know, I want to learn that choreo. Speaking of choreo, so like you, you enter a lot of dance competitions, um, like, you know, for that these girl groups um, are doing and you've gotten noticed by quite a few and gotten selected. How is that? Honestly, it's surreal. <laughs> um, the first time it happened, it was, I think, a one decay dance contest. And I was just like freaking out. I'm just like, is that me? <laughs> um, I think one of the ones that really like made me super excited. Um, and then when I, it was like when I started getting some type of traction was when Nine Muses actually picked me as their winner for their contest for Lip to Lip. And I just, I remember just crying. I, I like screamed like out of nowhere, out of just enjoyment and stuff like that. So it's just, I'm very grateful. Um, and I really thank the artist for noticing me. It's really cool. Speaking of getting noticed, there's something big that happened last year that you got noticed for. Sir, do you want to talk about how you danced with Luna? What? That's yes, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Honestly, yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen. Everything happened so fast that night. I was just living my best orbit life, to be honest. Um, <laughs> if you ask anybody who saw me, when Luna came on, I freaked out. I was actually up to getting, I think, something to drink up in the, like, top part so then I heard one of Luna's songs and I, I instantly recognized it I did I was like you know what I don't need that drink I'll come back later <laughs> and I ran all the way down the stairs back onto the floor and then when I heard hi hi I was just I saw them turn around you know at KCON they kind of switch how they whichever way they're facing so I ran so fast or I like sped walk because I didn't want to bump into anybody <laughs> but I got to the other side and coincidentally somebody was recording me at the same time and I I was just I was tunnel vision I was like I gotta see them I gotta <laughs> I was like I gotta dance with them so it was just really cool that Heejin the first member of Luna 
was the one who spotted me, even like pointed me out and then even mentioned to me on their V Live that they talked about KCON, like tears, 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 tears. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot that they mentioned you on V Live. So what? So crazy. Oh my God. I was waiting till the day that I do some choreography for them. So I'm like, keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> Manifest. Manifest. You love that energy. Put it in the universe. Exactly. Didn't you do the Orbit fan meet at KCON as well? So it's technically like a panel as well. Yeah. So that was the cool thing. Um, the organizers had actually contacted me before KCON happened. And I was like, of course. I was like, I, I will be. I was already going to go there regardless. <laughs> but they had asked me to host the dance portion of the like fan club meetup. And it was a great turnout. I think like over 200 people, um, 200 orbits and even newly like made uh, Luna fans from KCON that year. So it was just a great space for everyone to like, I just tell people like, come in and dance. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you think you're the worst dancer or the best dancer. I'm like, this is, we're just gonna have fun. And I just, it was so great being able to like dance with a bunch of other like Orbits who listen to like the songs that I've listened to way too many times. <laughs> but it was, it was such a great feeling. It was a great like kicker before the concert even happened. For sure. I remember being in that room because I, I came in just to take some press photos and that room was packed. My Super goodness. Packed. Like I remember like even it was so packed to the point where they wouldn't let any more people in. But because I had a press badge, I got lucky. They're like, yeah, come on in. But you you turned it out and look <laughs> at you. Look at you. And listen, on this on this podcast, we do not give our girl groups enough credit. And we're so glad that we have somebody to talk about girl groups on this, on, on the podcast. Okay. So if you haven't checked out Clinton on YouTube and on other social media, cause he posts his covers, definitely check them out. But we have a couple of topics that we want to talk about today, right? Roxy and Amber. Yep. So I figured since we are in the dead of summer, like the worst part where everything's on fire and it's always hot. Uh, now would be a good time to sort of go over uh, some of our favorite summer concepts that groups have done. Ooh, 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 can I start? This came to mind because I literally watched a music video today. Astro's music video for Breathless, where they're the soda bottles. And I'm just like, this is so cute. And it's like that fun, lively vibe. It is perfect for a summer playlist. What about you, Jay? Okay, I think we can all agree. When we think of summer as especially in K-pop. And feel free to chime in too, Clinton. When we, um, when we think of Summer, the one group who comes to mind is Sistar. And because Sistar. every time, <laughs> every single time, it's just like, it is not the same without Sistar. My brain is still expecting a Sistar coming back. I'm like, it's Summer, where's my song? Right, it's like a really bad April Fool's joke. It needs to end. <laughs> really does right. like honestly like so ever since you know while we respect and we you know hey they're one of the few groups out there who disbanded gracefully you know honestly they they did it with such class and it's just weird because like not not to say that the comebacks coming after them are bad or anything it's just those were tough shoes to fill like you comeback knew that, queens of the summer exactly like mm-hmm. you knew that when they made a comeback the summer is theirs like no like unattainable i mean except you know for the occasional guy groups that come up but like 
out of the girl groups, it was always usually sister at the top. Touch My Body will also always be my jam, just saying. It was yes. such a catchy song. And, and then the booty shake dance, everybody was doing it. <laughs> Let so me funny. tell you, like, in the clubs here in Korea, when it's not Corona time, that song comes on, literally everyone is doing that ass shake move. <laughs> What's your other favorite summer comebacks or your summer concepts that you've done? Or seed, sorry. I would say mine for this year uh, would have to be WJSN. Like from the first listen of that song, uh, Butterfly, I was hooked. I was just so, I don't know, I was so surprised because they gave a lot of shine, first of all, to a lot of the members who kind of get thrown in the back sometimes. So it was really great to see a lot of those members get their shine, sing the chorus, like just flawless. And then it just has that summary sound that they had when they did Boogie Up. Like they had the same guitar, um, like chords going at the beginning of the song that they did uh, in Boogie Up. So I was like, wow, this is great. They're trying something different, but they're also keeping that summer sound. So Starship, if you're listening, I hope you are taking that route to getting getting them on, you know, Sistar's unreleased summer songs. That'd be great. (laughs) Ice One's recent comeback, Fun Song Dong Wow, what the heck is the English title? Oh, Secret. Story of a Swan, I think is the English title. It was so good. Like, I was really surprised uh, watching music shows when they they came out with that song. I'm like, this is a good summer song. I can live with this. It's really good. Pink, cute, fluffy. Yeah, honestly, I was, like, in love with the the whole concept. Like, and the thing is, they just came back pretty fast uh, from their last comeback. And so this was something super powerful because I know they're going to be, I think, ending this year, if, if I'm not wrong. Um, so this was like a great, a great comeback, especially for the summer. And they had a, a, a B-side track called Merry Go Round, which is a great contender. Um, glad they promoted it. That was like another like fun, really upbeat song. Um, the moment you hear it, like you want to dance, like you want to get on your feet. So I, they did a really good job this comeback. Doesn't uh, Oh My Girl have like an extremely popular B-side also that like skyrocketed the charts in Korea? It's still there. And you hear it all the time. I'm so happy for them because they were, you know, they were struggling, like, not struggling in a sense, but, like, they weren't getting the recognition that they should have gotten a long time ago. So it's really great to see the girls, like, thriving, living their best lives. And, you know, being, and then a lot of the members are starting to tar- partake in writing their own songs type of thing. So it's, it's cool to see their growth. Yeah, I remember, um, Jay, what year did I go to KCON LA with you? Was that 2017? Yes, 2017. Yeah, both Oh My Girl and uh, WJSN were there. And I remember that, like, nobody was getting hype for them. So I'm, like, in the background just screaming, especially when WJSN did um, Happy. Yeah, that was such a fun set. I literally, I think there was a video that went kind of viral on Twitter. I have to try and find it again. But um, there was, like, two empty rows of seats in front of me. And they started Secret. It was, like, Happy Secret. And then one other song, um, I forgot which was what was the third song, but it was like back to back. So I was like losing my mind. I was like, these are my these are my my favorite songs. And so I go over to the empty like rows of chairs, and I just I know the choreo. So I'm just doing the dance. I have the light stick in my hand, and I think Mnet have like recorded me <laughs> and put me like somewhere in the final cut of them performing. So. I, I didn't even care. I was, I told, it's just, it was tunnel vision again. I was like, I'm dancing with them right now. <laughs> yeah, I just remember I felt like a little bit disheartened at the fact that like people weren't super hyped for them because I was like, yeah. I thought that WJSN's Happy was like 
fantastic. It was one of my favorite songs that they ever did. So so I was, yeah, I was just like trying to scream 10 times louder (laughs) Mm because, you know, everybody goes insane for the boy groups and then doesn't do Mm -hmm. their research on the girl groups. They don't. And at least just give a little clap here and there. It doesn't hurt. The rule, my personal rule for KCON is if you still have your voice after the concert, you did it wrong. Yep. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I think like in more recent years, I think KCON has now like done a good job of like distributing between male and female groups. Another group that I think of in the summer, they came back a little bit earlier than I I, uh, expected, but Twice is another group that I think of during the summer because they release such good songs. And then thinking about it to KCON, like just hearing all of the screams especially all the fanboys like I felt like you couldn't hear the ladies in the in the crowd it was all primarily male and I was just like oh they came out today like oh this is this is such a odd turnout like I'm so used to hearing so many female fans like screaming at the top of their lungs not that time (laughs) but yes I definitely like dance the night away is probably my favorite out of all of their releases and it's the one summer jam for me from twice i'm obsessed with more and more um and in their previous release fancy both are so good um and i do like i agree with you jay when the fanboys really do turn out kcon what you hear those fanboys imagine hearing that same thing in a tiny theater at pre-recordings you get chills from how accurate the fan chants are it's like it's a little jarring at first because you're just so used to like to it being high pitched and then for twice like twice gets brings the boys out yeah it's it's cool to see it honestly reminds me of you know back when i first got into k-pop with girls generation all the male fans were crazy for them they they were always at every show fan chants on point like to the t it was in so in sync like you were thinking this is their song they recorded this like it's so crazy especially twice like i love practically every release from them they're super consistent um and it's even their japanese releases are great um fancy i was obsessed feel special i was obsessed like signal like anything there's so many iconic title tracks from them that their discography is going to go down in history it's true i don't know anybody that does not like at least one twice song i talked a lot of crap about twice at first but then i got cheer up stuck in my head for like a good yes. month. And I then love I just, Cheer Up. And then I fell in love with Dahyun's sassy humor and Jiho being able to lead all of those girls. Another summer comeback that really surprised me recently was Third Eyes. Like we've talked about Third Eye on the podcast before and dang, they really turned out. Them and who is the other group that we swear were listening and their new release was just like- Nature. Nature, yeah. Nature made us liars, and I, uh, I really respect them for it. I appreciate that. They went all out. Yeah, Nature, they, it was such a different turnaround from their last comeback. Oopsie, my bad, which I was obsessed with. Um, and then so with this one, Girls, they took on a different concept, and it just turned out great. I'm really happy for them because um, they need to get some shine as well. So it's cool to see how much notice that they're getting from this comeback. So it, it makes me even more excited like for their future projects. I think another summer comeback that I was pretty obsessed with, and I still am, um, 
Stray Kids with uh, God's Menu. I, yes! oh my gosh, I was just so flabbergasted. My, my jaw was on the floor for about three and a half minutes. And I was just like, what is going on? My favorite thing about that song oh. is like, when Felix comes in with like his super low voice, yes! everybody, <laughs> literally everybody, it was like, hold up, hold up. Like I saw like YouTube reactors that had to stop and like <laughs> rewind Replay. because- <laughs> yeah, nobody was ready for that. So good. I was just like, this is Stray Kids. I'm like, what, what happened? Who hurt y'all? Like, because they I, just, oh, go. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, you're good, Clinton. We love a fanboy in this house. Um, I <laughs> literally had to turn off their mini fan meeting to get ready for this podcast. Um, and they were talking about all the music. I, I was not ready for that album. There was not one bad song on that album. Don't mind me, just quietly combusting over here because Amber shoved stray kids down my throat on this one and she's like you're gonna like them today and I was just like uh oh and Felix oh god oh god Felix, Felix knows how he, to get all the Nunas he, he really do he also is learning how to cook so oh no don't tell me that he oh. literally makes cookies and brownies for stray kids and will like feed them at pre-recordings that's really cute he has the nickname Sunshine and the Brownie Fairy. Oh, no. <laughs> with, with that deep voice? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Felix is our Sunshine. Retweet. See, see that's, that's what's so confusing because you, you see him out there doing that thing on the stage and then behind the scenes, he's just like baking. Like, I don't know how to comprehend this in one person. Or it's just like his onstage persona, like very serious. Like he has that kind, you know, when he looks into the, the glit or glares into that camera, he's like, oh, Felix is out. Like he's on stage. And then you look at like when they do their variety shows or like offstage stuff, like when he smiles, I'm like, y'all are the same person? I refuse to believe. No. Since we're talking about male summer comebacks, let's talk about the uh, the comeback last summer that literally split the fandom in half. A.T.'s wave and illusion. You know, it, I, I'm just going to say that I liked Utopia the most off of that, and I think that should have been the title song. Split the fandom in half. It was Team Wave versus Team Illusion. I was a Team Illusion person, still can't believe they released Wave first. Those were some, like, if you want a classic boy group summer bop, Wave is definitely that classic bop. That's true. I know, I don't know, like, if you guys have mentioned it yet, but... <laughs> My first thought when we were talking about summer comebacks was uh, Red Velvet and Red Flavor. Yes. yes. Yep, yep, yep. That's like the quintessential one. And it's still a jam. It's been like three years and I still like every summer have to go hard to it. It's so, it's just the perfect right amount of everything that you need for a summer song. It has all the great elements that come up with it. And it's just like, anytime it comes on, even if you're not a fan of Red Velvet, you can't help but dance. You at least you know the little hand gesture that they do in the in the chorus. Like <laughs> it's just that catchy. So I I just I love that how experimental Red Velvet is because you literally never know what they're gonna do. Like what with Monster, I didn't we didn't know that it was gonna sound like that type of thing. It's so good. And even with their prior releases, uh, like Psycho, Psycho was crazy and it came out into winter and it's still like blasted on all the charts. Everyone knew the dance. Everyone knew the song. So, so I'm just, oh, they're so good. I love Red Velvet. Okay, but we can't forget 
Miss Dum Dum and Power Up either. Those yeah. two are also yes. summer jams. Oh my gosh. Or, or ice cream Rick- cake. I'm just yes. going to throw, throw that one in there because that was what got me into Red Velvet. Also, Rookie is probably one of their most like God tier songs. Like it's such a good song. And a lot of people don't like Rookie at all. And I'm like, it's strangely addicting. And the more you listen to it, the more you just like, looky, looky, uh, or something. <laughs> that, yeah, you know what? Rookie was one of those songs that had to grow on you. And then same goes for Zim Zolabim. Like, I had to grow on me. I couldn't do it at first, but I'm I like, still, I still can't stand Zim Zolabim. I was out with my friend at Bonshan the other night, and they put it up, and like, well, I say I can't stand it, but by the end, I was singing, singing it. So, like, is that really true? You can't avoid... Um, when we talk about summer comebacks, our uh, our favorite little male trio, Mont's um, Kai Bai Bo, that they released in late spring, early summer last year. That one was cute, too. The whole new couple, cute, lots of colors. Since we are talking about summer comebacks, what are the key things that you think make a summer comeback? So I would say it, it really just depends on what you want to go for. Like, do you want to party? Do you want something that people will want to relax to type of thing? Like what, what's the start, for instance? They always had like your jams. So like if you heard this at a restaurant, anywhere you would hear it, like you want to like, okay, like cool. Like I'm feeling good. It's, it's, it's a good vibe. So you have to start off with that. Um, picking the right concept like for outfits and music video sets are super important too. I feel like you don't need much. You can literally go to the beach. And Sister has done it where they've gone – to Hawaii and they just film them having fun and it's it just makes you want to like okay you know what maybe I deserve a trip out to the beach <laughs> while the song is playing and yeah I, I think those are some of like 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 key things you should have and then just having like I don't, a lot of older like like such second generation k-pop songs with summer songs they would have the waves <laughs> going inside the audio so I always thought that was like a cute little thing to make you think oh this is a summer song besides like bright colors and stuff um, anything that has a beach theme, um, my first thought there is good luck by AOA, but we won't talk about that for very long. <laughs> but, you know, something that has that, so that was like a lifeguard concept, right? Stuff like that is very, very intensely summery. Like, not that um, summer comebacks have to always be super upbeat, but like when it comes to summer things, like you want to party. So I think it has to be catchy. Like, quintessential it has to have a catchy hook a catchy chorus it'll it has to get you moving in some sort of way but um i will say um i wanted to mention them real quick because they did it a little bit differently where it's a little bit more slower but wonder girls when they did why so lonely and they tapped into the reggae sound and style that for the summer it's like yes do it like that too because I liked that comeback, too. That comeback was yeah. awesome. It's really Such sad that was their final comeback. one. Right. I'm like, they just came back. I was so devastated. <laughs> um, that poppy want to party, but also, like, you want the one that you put on the, the playlist while you're drinking and having a party, and then you want that one when you're vibing around a camp- campfire. Like, those are two different vibes and two different songs. Like, for me, that poppy... Uh, like excitement song would definitely be um, touch my body red flavor um, wave those songs and then 
the the chill around the campfire would be like slower jams like um crushes crush zico's boy and girl oasis as well like those type of vibes um so like there's definitely two sides to a summer comeback you know who we forgot to mention who does really good summer comebacks too 17 they just made their comeback oh carrots forgive us yep i do love 17 i'm like i got into them from kcon when i first went um back in 2017 i was like okay i was like maybe they're saying something that i'm not I'm, I, I didn't hear before and so i really i love their b-sides their b-sides are so good i love their title tracks as well um i think fear is like one of my favorites but their yes b-sides fear is that queen it's so good change up one of their best side songs i yes. i play it at least once a week i have to yes <laughs> Yes, I'm such a huge hip hop line stand, so I was just like, yes. But also, like, our dawn is hotter than day, off that album. Um, what else? Healing is such a good song. Like going towards like the the more chill, um, relaxed vibe that Amber was talking about. The Monse, very nice. Are we not gonna ignore very nice? That's like a classic. You have, I'll especially try not at KCon. Think about it. <laughs> very nice. Because then I'll sing it. It's it's a beast that cannot be gotten rid of. It haunts Seventeen to this day. Have you ever been to a Seventeen concert where Aju Nice just for the last twenty minutes of the concert just over and over and over and over again? Yep. Oh yeah, they did it at KCon last year, right? Or was it? Or was it the, the two years that they went? They did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to go to the OTU tour this year. Oh, one of the last. They were the last. Oh, one of the last groups that I got to saw see this year. Oh God, very nice. Oh, it's just like, oh my God, this is insane to see it in person, like more up close rather than at KCON. And I'm like, I understand. I understand it even more right now. Do you think, do you think <laughs> the members wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat hearing Aju Nice in their head? Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like they get haunted by the song sometimes. Like, have you seen, what was it their last tour? Um, they did Audrey Nice for almost 25 minutes. That's so crazy. I think I'd be threatening to quit my job if they kept pushing that on me. <laughs> oh, while we're talking, oh, I just thought of another one. Just Right by God7. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That is the summer bop of summer bops. I miss cute God7. Me too. <laughs> You're like, nope. I don't. <laughs> Listen, like, I don't mind the dark got seven look because yes, but I'm just like, man, I miss, I miss happy <laughs> seven at the same time. It's, it's kind of that way with BTS. Oh, yeah. Yeah, BTS needs to find their happy again. They, the last time they did something cute was in 2014. Like, we could use a switch up. They're all, are they out of their brooding teenager phase what yet? I mean, boy... Oh God! I always get boy with love and boy in love <laughs> mixed up because of the they're like difference of one word. But their track with Halsey is just like that was pretty happy. But no, I guess for me it's the opposite. I miss angry BTS. Yes, I miss like dusty, dark and wild. You know, not today was one of my favorite releases from them. That is such a good release. <laughs> I love that song. I think one of my other favorite. Um, Summer Comebacks that was just pretty recent. Um, Yukika, she's uh, 
actually from Japan and she had debuted in Korea a few years back because it was like some TV special. Um, the show was made from a comic, I think from a manga. And so she ended up being in the final cast and it was just like a fake group, but they released really good music, surprisingly. Um, and so now she's a soloist and she's coming out with a full album. So she did a, re- a pre-release called Yesterday and I just, I've been obsessed. It has that city pop feel, but for the summer, and I'm just like, I don't know who's really behind this production line, but like, claps to you. <laughs> you know, uh, I have a couple more to add now that I'm thinking about it because I'm looking at my music. Uh, I need to go ahead and plug SF9 right now because I have not been doing that well. Their recent comeback is like, it's very summery, but also like urban cowboy EDM weird. Yes. It's, it's a weird thing. It's like, <laughs> but somehow it works. But uh, one of their really good songs uh, for the summer is Mamma Mia, uh, which everybody overlooked when it came out. Yes. It's, it has like that 50s retro feel and it's just very upbeat and it's great. And Good Guy is also like one of the best songs ever. For another SF9 summer release, Oso Le Mio. Ugh. Yes, oh my god. I've talked about Oso Le Mio several times on this podcast. Um, I love it so much. Um, the other one, VAV's um, Senorita, another, another bop of the summer that I could not stop singing for weeks after. Uh, I think one big group we're missing, though, is Shiny. Oh, Shawls, forgive us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because View is like the quintessential summer track. It's so catchy for no reason. My God, <laughs> you. For younger fans who have never seen that music video, watch the music video. It'd make an excellent plot to a fan fiction. It, it really would. That and um, I really... Um, God, what's their song? They've released so many that now I can't even remember all of them. They have such good, like, songs that you, even though they didn't really come out in the summer, like, they're summer songs regardless. God, Married to the Music was a really good one. Um, Sherlock. Uh, Everybody. Oh, there we go. That was the, tra- I was like, what was it? It's the one where they have the, the, the military outfits. But another group who I thought of because I was just listening to them yesterday. Rest in peace, 4-Minute, but 4-Minute also came out with some strong summer songs. They did. Is it Poppin'? It's literally one of the best songs created. <laughs> Whenever I hear that song, like, the rap, that's that's honestly a good example for another summer song. Like, it just, it, you, you want to get up and you want to go have, like, some type of summer adventure, or whatever you like to do for the summer. Like, it really just puts you in that mood. And I just, I really do miss their vibe nowadays, because I'm like, they, they had something to offer that was really different from today's music um, and today's groups but I appreciate them for their time and I hope they're happy now whatever they're doing what are they doing Pop? I feel like Hyuna's the only one that's like still active I know um Ji-yoon, she's still doing music Ga Yoon is I think she did like an OST or something like that and then I believe the other members are, have just been kind of quiet, um, but they probably have so much money that they can just chill out now. So I, I don't blame them. They're, they've had what over seven years of working like endlessly. So I wouldn't blame them if they wanted to like just kind of chill out for a few. I believe Jihyun is acting. Their leader? No, not G. No, is it? 
Yeah, Jihyun um, is acting. She's part of a smaller company, but I haven't really seen her really doing anything. Sohyun, their makne, has been off the radar. Like, I don't know where she's at, but um, them, 21 also, if we're going to go back, 21. Yeah. All of us know that by the time Dar, oh, wait, did Dar leave YG already? Or not yet? Because I think she's the only one who's contractually obligated to Still be with, with YG. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, as soon as she leaves, oh, you know that 21 comeback is going to come. Because oh, yeah. They've all me? talked about it. They've all talked about doing that reunion. So it's just like, release her already so we can get the 21. Honestly, I'm waiting. <laughs> I, I'm going to buy. I'm going to support. <laughs> I will cry. I will cry. They do, like, interact on um, variety shows and stuff. I've seen, I think one just came out recently where Dara was with Minzy and, like, yeah, they cried and shit. (laughs) They got really, yeah, they got really emotional. I just need CL to, like, come out and at least say hi. Like, I don't know where she's been. You know, maybe she's got something up her sleeve type of thing. But I'm like, girl, we miss your voice. I want to hear, like, new music from her now that she's out of her old company. Because her old company was keeping, I think, kind of like keeping her on lockdown type of thing, where she couldn't really release as much as she wanted to. So, uh, I think they're hopefully. still holding her her music, and that's why really? she really. I I wouldn't doubt it. I think that she's still trying to get rights back to her own music. That's so sad. I know, but she deserves better. Oh, well, she does, but she's been posting on uh, social media recently, so it's just like th- this queen is planning something. We all know it. Right. Hello, mm-hmm. bitches. Yep. Um, that. What is that one? Nah, not Pengeji. Nah, nah. What is that one called? Um, Bad girl? Uh, so, uh, baddest female. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's like Gijibe in Korean, which I've found out is kind of derogatory. So go CL. Taking ownership of a word. Yes. We love, we stand. Hmm. EXID also brings out really good summer songs. <laughs> Wishing yes. that they do. Up and Down oh is that gosh. summer song. Hot Pink. I was about to say Hot Pink. That was Me always and you. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. We are it. We, we are it. It's a shame that of what's happening with Exit right now, though. Like, you're kind of just falling apart at the seams. Yeah. Well, you know what? Ellie, she had um done some interview. I forgot what the channel's called, but sometimes I just check out random stuff on YouTube. And this YouTuber, sometimes she'll interview rappers like about like their income or just idols in general. So she had asked like, hey, is EXID going to have a comeback? She's like, we, we, we really want to plan one out. We're all in different companies now. So it's just, we're trying to find the best way to go about it. So I'm like, that's a, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> so hopefully that means they'll release at least a single this year. Uh, keeping my fingers crossed. Mama Mu too are going like separate directions like how are they gonna like do management like we all remember what a shit show it was for 101 without being all these groups managed with different companies like the managing of them as a whole so i wonder if that's like the transition that a lot of these like second gen groups third gen groups are taking you know i wouldn't be surprised because um actually one of the newer groups weekly um, they, I, I don't know which companies, I know it's just Plan A and another company who formed and 
got all these girls together. So it kind of brings it back to uh, when Pletus and Fantagio or Fantagio, I forgot how to pronounce their name, but the ones who had- uh, Fantagio. Fantagio, thank you. <laughs> but they um they housed Hello Venus. And at first Hello Venus was from two companies. And when the companies didn't see eye to the eye, the girls had to split. So it's going to be interesting to see how this next generation of K-pop handles that. Um, and hopefully EXID can be one of those groups that can tackle that and make it successful. Cause I feel like, you know, it's these, these members and idols should be able to take whatever path they want in their career. Is it weekly under Cacao M? Cause I know plan A and fave entertainment merged to create Cacao M and that's who like a pink and big are under. I guess so. I was really confused. I was like, wait, because I've been kind of obsessed with them lately. Their song tagged me. Same. It's so... Speaking of, this week, Weekly is our underappreciated group of the week. Hey, Roxy, you want to introduce them? Yeah, so Weekly is a, uh, looks like seven-member group under Play M Entertainment, which is uh, a subsidiary of Kakao M. Um, which they are housed uh, in the same label, basically, as A-Pink and uh, Victon. So everybody was uh, very excited uh, for their debut and how it was going to go. And uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that it hit off quite well. I believe when I checked yesterday, by the yeah. way, for the record, I was I the one who, who recommended them this week because I can't, I can't, like, literally, they're everywhere on social media. Um, everywhere. I did my homework, guys, this time, I swear. But they have... (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Um, They had, last time I checked yesterday, they had over 12 million views. And they debuted a week ago. Yeah, Monster Rookies for sure. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And people need to watch out because this is just their first comeback. This already feels like, I mean, it's their first song, period. It feels like a comeback. Like, I feel like I'm watching a group who has been around the block for maybe a year or so and they like you know they're getting onto their sound like there you got their sound or who who even knows what they're actually going to do because if you see in the song the members are so versatile like the main vocalist has a whole rap section and she's a great dancer too so it's like these members are super talented at such a young age so it's going to be great to see what they bring to the table um, for their future promotions and stuff like that. Like, I'm excited. I'm so excited to see what they're going to do. I'm going to get on my little spiel box right now because I like Tag Me. Don't get me wrong. But Universe, off their debut album, why this better be the B-side track that gets the secondary promotions because Universe off this album is like, what the fuck? Wait, why isn't this the title track either? Because this is so good. And so I think, good. I'm just like, for those who have been listening, at least I've said it, it's hard for me to get into girl groups. It really is hard for me to get into girl groups because they were on social media everywhere and they were like picking up records left and right. I was just like, okay, let me see what this girl group is all about. And then when I sat down and then I was just like, I get it. I get why everybody likes them and I'm so excited. And like I said, I am here for their song universe like please more of that i like that style right i think they're gonna end up promoting it because like if it if they're a pink's like sister group yeah they'll be promoting their songs like crazy 
So I'm I hope hopefully they get to promote more of the songs on the mini album because I enjoyed it a lot. I'm like I'm glad I, I purchased it. I'm like they're really something fresh coming into K-pop because there's a lot of trends going on right now. So it's kind of really cool to see something that made me just go, okay, I don't know what's gonna happen next. <laughs> um, I think another group that is really like capitalizing off of like social presence. Um, that and I think it's gonna be something that's more prominent nowadays that we'll see like where you know they post a lot of covers or they do a lot of trendy things. Um, I saw this group Ua. Um, they had a TikTok account like started before they even debuted, and they got pretty popular on there. Like they got a lot of views just from doing all the trends, all the you know the left and right dances and stuff like that. And I believe that Weekly was doing. I think they have a TikTok as well. Um, but they were just like doing a lot of trends, a lot of covers of a lot of boy groups, girl groups that came out this year. Um, I think I personally really enjoyed their Eyes One cover of, uh, I believe it was Fiesta. Da, da, da. Sorry, I was like doing the dance to remember the, <laughs> the song. But yeah, they did a, a cover of Fiesta and that's what hooked me on. I was like, wow, these, they're really talented. They did a cover of It Sees Wannabe and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm here for it. Oh, we didn't even talk, you know, like Itzy, another group for the summer anyways um we're talking about uh weekly honestly like i like clinton said they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with in the future and they're they are young like i when you watch the tag me music video it's just like well, these girls are young they're the so- oldest one was born in 2001 oh and i hate it little sisters hello oh my, oh my God. gosh i feel so old Oh, right. I'm just like, oh, I feel so old. But, you know, going back to their Tag Me music video, um, we've seen a lot of like schoolgirl concepts like done in the past, but for some reason, the way how they did it, it piqued my interest a little bit more. Maybe it's because they did, instead of like skirts, their shorts, I believe. And the color combo of the navy and the orange, because they're complementary colors. And the way how they shot the music video and the choreography is like, I really like this. Like sometimes I'm not the biggest fan of like the super big bubble gum pop types of comebacks that or releases that girl groups do. And that's why I think it's just hard because like, if you're gonna do that, go that route, I don't wanna have a cavity by the end of the music video, you know? I was just like, I, I like the cute, but don't go overboard either. I feel you, because I think that's what one thing I was like, ooh, how are they going to go about this? I'm like, especially following up from A-Pink's debut, which was super bubbly, um, just crazy. Like, remember, like, uh, Unji's, her vocals and stuff like that, where she had that three octave, I think it was a three octave high note or something like that. So I was like, what are they going to do um, to kind of set the bar for themselves uh, for something new? And they really hit the nail, especially the choreography, the the seats, the desk, I thought it was an actual like school desk, like from middle school and high school. But turns out I, I like, cause I, I want to do a cover of it. So I was like, how can I, how can I add this chair in here? So basically it's just a table, a little side table and a chair. So it's just like, it, it, it's the little stuff that makes a bigger picture. And it's so creative how they were like executing it and they were turning it throughout the choreo. I'm like, that's a lot of strength. I'm like, these girls really worked hard for this debut. And I'm like, people were not giving them as much credit as they should. Cause I'm like, that's, 
that's a hassle in itself having to carry that whole desk around after singing and belting and <laughs> dancing your heart out like they still gotta lift those things across the stage it's so crazy I think just dancing with props in general is such a hard thing I mean like Clinton you're a dancer like you you know that dancing with props I don't know how you dance in heels sir but um <laughs> like that's not easy and and now you add to the mix that you have six other members on the stage with you, things can get caught in the crossfire. Oh yeah, it, it definitely can. Like I used to be on a dance troupe, um, like a competitive dance team. They're called Megami. And uh, yeah, there's been times where like we've had props. One, one set we had a hat, we had to throw it up in the air and catch it on like an actual count. Like if you were late, it would it would be noticed by like the judges and the whole audience like it's it's crazy how much pressure there are um you know just let alone with performing but adding props to that you mess up people are gonna see it like right away it's gonna stick out so props to these girls for working hard to where it's just so seamless i did uh, my impression at least of weekly um after like having a first listen to their song i tend to not gravitate toward the super cutesy stuff. Um, but I do think that they executed that style very, very well. It's not something that's easy to do either. What they managed to do, the song is like catchy and also upbeat and bubbly and everything, but it's not like, it doesn't go overboard. I agree. Like I'm really hard to please when it comes to girl groups. Like I'm very picky when it comes to my girl groups. And I, I found myself like, staying tuned in. Um, I I haven't listened to their album, but I have been keeping up with what th- their promotions as they promoted alongside Stray Kids. And I would I normally would mute my TV when other groups were on, but I found myself not muting the TV. Um, so they really are, there's something unique with this group. And I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, what they're going to come up with next. If they keep up with this formula, I mean, they have a really, really good chance of like really putting themselves out there. I think one thing, another girl group that has is doing it right too is Cherry Bullet. And they've managed to keep, stay consistent and um, oh God, Everglow as well. So if they can do that, if Weekly can capitalize on their sound and style like what those two other girl groups do, they have a lot like they have something going them for the uh going for them for a very long time so it, it'll be interesting to see going forward because they just debuted so we love our like our rookie groups here at the craze especially those who show so much potential speaking of groups that show so much potential mont just minutes ago announced their comeback and so we're finally excited to tell you guys that Mont will be uh, coming to the podcast very soon. So stay tuned in um, to find out when they're coming to visit. It'll be very exciting to have them on. (laughs) Before uh, we end off here, on behalf of all of us who are here on the podcast, we want to thank you, Clinton, for being on the podcast with us. You are our third guest on overall. So thank you so much for taking the time to be part of the podcast. Um, if you want to plug anything that you want, please feel free to. But thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you here. And we'll be in touch. 
don't worry about that. We'll be in touch. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you. And then thank you, Amber. Thank you, Roxanne. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Crave. You guys are so amazing. Um, I had a blast and I'm just really glad I was able to have this opportunity to speak with you guys about so many things going on in K-pop right now. And yeah, um, anyone listening, if you'd like to follow me along my journey, uh, you can follow me at AWOL Clinton on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I also have my YouTube channel, which is under AWOL Clinton as well. And then I have a Patreon where I post like exclusive content that you guys can check out as well. What we've learned today are summer hits take multiple facets. Um, everyone has their favorites. Not to judge the girl group so harshly at first. Clinton just has the best luck. We all know who to go to when it comes to girl groups. <clears throat> Clinton. So we'll be in touch again for that. But again, stay safe, everybody. And uh, I know things are wild right now, but just be safe. Keep yourself clean and listen to K-pop. We'll see you in the next episode. Uh, be sure to follow us also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram to keep up uh, with our content and the uh, announcements for when we will be having Mont with us. Uh, this has been the Craze Cast, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.